beautiful blue ice world, the way that it shimmers and flickers and glows like it's like it's an aurora, um, the aurora of northern lights, is a lot like, I remember when we first hooked up Super Nintendo uh, and played through Mario World, some of those just like, you know, those Nintendo shimmery moments are, are there in, in HD kind of for the first time. Uh, and it's as amazing as you'd expect it to be. It's it's really kind of a crime that that system has done as poorly as it has. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Gaming matters. I guess we'll start with the shimmery blue lights of Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, my name is Lucas Jensen. I'm Matt Hannum. Yeah, we're back after a hiatus born of nothing but lazy and busyness. Is that right? Lizziness. Lizziness. Yeah, thin lizziness. Thin lizziness, but the boys are back at... Oh, God. <sighs> and this is, this, is, this is what you've been missing. We actually recorded 20 podcasts, but uh, uh, the computer ate every one of them. No, they just didn't meet, they just didn't meet our exacting standards, yeah. as evidenced right now by the, by the indefatigable flow of... Indefatigable? Oh, indefatigable. indefatigable. Flow. How do you say that? That was the name of Bucky O'Hare's spaceship. Do you remember Bucky O'Hare? Was that was that Bucky O'Hare? Who's Bucky O'Hare? Bucky O'Hare was a comic book that was written by Larry Hama that oh. came out in I want to say it was like '86. I think it was just a graphic novel, and they got turned into Saturday morning cartoon. And then there really? was a palette swap video game that got released in the United States that is now a speed run game for the NES. Larry Hama had a yeah cartoon? Larry Hama, and I can't remember the artist's name, but he drew almost exactly like Art Adams, which is one of the highest praises i think i can i can give um and he had a ship named the indef i i want to say it was the say say the word again indefatigable yeah that sounds good i can't or or it was a it was a pun off of indefatigable like it was the unflappable or something like that speaking of uh, strange children's entertainment real quick do you remember a dutch or a danish or some sort of benelux slash scandinavian <laughs> not that they're the same Possibly. but I've, you know in that in that northern yeah. in whatever Europe realm yeah. uh, show called uh, Dr. Snuggles, uh, where it was like a badger wearing an overalls with a really horrible looking, very European, you know, with the no- with the distended yeah. noses and the sk- mm-hmm. everything is like supposed to be cute, but looks horrible. Yeah. You know, and he looked like Mr. Mime in the hair, you know, the Pokemon Mr. Mime where he has the little twigs of hair coming yes. out, the horrible enslaved Subhumanoid Mr. Mm-hmm. Mind Pokemon who can only say his name and lives in servitude of Ash's mom, sweeping all day long. Do you know? Do you That's know Mr. Really Mime the story Pokemon? Of all Pokemon. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's indentured servitude at best. You yeah. know, you're my friend. Get in this ball yeah, into this, this ball, motherfucker into this horrible stasis where you live unfed and then only to come out when you get to beat up like other creatures or get beaten up by other or creatures. get yeah. Anyway, we're way off. So this guy looked like Mr. Mime, uh-huh. and his name was Dr. Snuggles, and he hung out with a badger and I think a mouse and some chipmunks, like a lot of rodents, I feel like. I don't remember that. And he had a barrel that was a spaceship, and its name was the Dreamy Boom Boom. Wow. Yeah, I bet you didn't see that one coming. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I need to take more NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, I think it was like one of those PBS joints, maybe, or maybe a USA network, you know, when that train would come and show all the terrible cartoons. I seem to remember the 1980s, a lot of cable networks having a lot of airtime to fill, and they would buy whatever and put it on whenever, and it sounds like that might fit into that slot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of national film boards around the world, especially, in, you know. Oh, a lot in, of Canadian Europe, television ended Canada, up on, yeah. And, yeah, you can't Geek. do that on television. You know, I'm going to try to bring this. I'm going to bring this around back to back to the news of the day. The news of the day, which is which is I guess the sad passing of Satoru Iwata, CEO of Nintendo. And it's weird to sort of you know like listen, Steve Jobs. I like Apple stuff, whatever. But the guy was kind of a poop head. Can I say poop head? I think you can. I don't think you know an innovator, sure, whatever. Yeah, but but. You know, I'm not one to necessarily, I mean, you know, it's sad when people pass, but not to be like a corporate CEO and and say, you know, what a hero or whatever. Yeah. And and, and let's be frank. What a job creator. Nintendo uh, makes products that I've heard are environmentally unfriendly and factories like with the Xboxes, probably by little kids with 
you know, just about so any they, electronics. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there are failings of any of these these businesses, but certainly I think the video game community and I looked on Twitter and everybody, you know, it, it kind of taken aback. I think everybody knew he was ill. Maybe not this bad. Yeah, I had no idea that he he had. I, I guess it was cancer, right? A, a growth on the bile duct. It, and the, I don't the, yeah, know the, that the press much about release it. was very non as nondescript as you can get about. A yeah, almost terse. The Nintendo statement was sort of like, "We have lost him at fifty-five. You know, it was yeah. very. I mean, obviously, there's been memorial service where some great comments were given and stuff, but I didn't know. You know, and and I think. That's probably a different, I mean, well, look, right now we have Donald Trump going around the country, you know, the American of Americans, like, you know, look at me, I'm worth a billion dollars. Like, he makes his tax filings a and if, chance to brag. At the very least, we have Bloom County back. Yeah. Like, we can at least, in part, thank Donald Trump. David Letterman Donald. comes out of retirement for, like, one day just to <laughs> razz him, you know, it's just, but, yeah, thanks. I mean, Bloom County back is a good thing. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, what a contrast to Iwata, a man who regularly, I mean, oversaw some great periods for Nintendo, but also some failings. We were talking about the Wii U, and we'll yeah. talk about it, I think, during this podcast. My we're first, talk about my, my Wii U experience. Wii U experience. And, and we've talked about it before, that we think it's an underrated system, even with its faults. Yeah. Um, but recently, uh, just recently, this is a man who took uh, responsibility for his failings and for the shareholders, you know, who would have these Iwata speaks, uh, uh, you know, communications Q&As. with the fans, these Q and A's yeah. where he would talk about what it is to be a designer and to be an executive. And, and was very like self-effacing and humble and humble about his disease. You know, I think kept it hidden. Yeah. You know, you know how bad it was and was doing stuff just a week or two ago, just two weeks ago, shareholder calls and shareholder calls and everything where he admitted failings and and that maybe they got caught up he was right you know he didn't even lie it was like you know the tablets the ipads have just sort of eclipsed i yeah. mean really the ipad is a console and the fact that we don't talk about it that way and i and android maybe because you know, we is, don't even need to is, uh, yeah but i think they've sort of topic, that's another but, topic yeah. but i mean you know he was very honest about this and this is a man who instead of laying off people Took a pay cut. Yeah. And and some of these stuff sound apocryphal, but it seems to be backed up. You know, some of these legends of him that have sort of come out in the last week. Yeah, he does he very truly seems to be one of the good ones. And in a business that's so full of <laughs> bullshit. And, and from a company that that and still from a makes that is mistakes. His, historically very insular. And, and has screwed some people and, over. And standoffish and, and, and has acted in, in very bloodthirsty manner as, you know, just, I mean, anybody. <laughs> I mean, the Yamauchi that. era was like. Hiroshi Yamauchi was probably a Yakuza. <laughs> I mean, no, I, can we edit that out? I, <laughs> yeah, don't, I don't want to have a knock at my door at 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> you know, he's got his place wired. He never died. Or he. He's been living at Mariner's Park, you know, in that shadowy. Figure. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, but yeah, I mean. Nintendo historically very standoffish, very bloodthirsty. Uh, and when um, when Iwata took over as uh, was he was a CEO? Was that his official? Yeah, title? I think so. CEO. Um, a lot of that changed, and it didn't necessarily have to. And it it started, I think, with the DS was when was was his first. I think big he came project. in under the GameCube era. Yeah, and he ate some as of an that. executive. <laughs> And then the Wii, which was successful, obviously. Yeah. And then we had to hear about lack of third-party support for all these, which has been going back to Nintendo 64. Heck, I remember people talking about lack of third-party support on the, on Super, the Nintendo, Super, Nintendo, yeah. Super Nintendo, although in comparison now, it seems like. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot more companies are making a lot more games back But then, I think though. he, you know, yeah, I mean, if the stories are true, he took a pay cut instead of firing people because he said, and this makes a lot of sense, I don't know how we're, and I, and I, I think it might be paraphrasing. I am paraphrasing, I mean. And I hope I'm getting the, the theme of what he said right, though, which was that um, if we fire a bunch of people, designers, artists, things like that, we'll have less people working more time to make games. And I can't see us making better games and selling more. Yeah. And wow, you know, yeah. makes a lot of sense. And um, he's making a lot of money. You know, he took a pay cut and he didn't fire people. And, um, you know, this in an era of where sort of the Bioshock Infinite comes out and then the studio gets canned. 
or um, you know, an Ubi- Man, Ubisoft we game. We could do a few episodes on that. You know, a Ubisoft game comes out, you know, and one of the Assassin's Creed studios gets shut down, you know, yeah. or then, I mean, EA is kind of always doing this. Activision is always doing this. You know, these studios like Infinity Ward bear little resemblance to what they did before. And sure, there's turnover and stuff, but I mean, even people like Reggie fils me, like the Nintendo turnover has been shockingly low so there's got to be something about that at least you know, either facing, either yeah. they're all drinking the kool-aid which i'm sure there is a definitely a cult of personality at nintendo we we're buying into it right now by talking about iwata yeah a corporate executive we don't know you know but at the but at the same time i think that that i don't know there's something that they inspire there and they do things differently and now we have enough evidence like the history of nintendo at least as video game makers of them you know beating their own jar marching the beat of their own jarvis like I, I think like when people are surprised about this stuff you know like oh they did a motion control thing oh they did two screens oh they invented the rumble oh they did analog sticks like why are we surprised when they zig when everybody else zags you know yeah and um the thing that i like though about iwata was he was you know at this time when you have the ken kutur is it kuturagi? kuturagi yeah these boring like spreadsheet things you know here he is as, as like a muppet in like one of his last appearances yeah even the rest of the press conference is not great you know he's having a great time he's looking at bananas which by the way i i think i mean if if he wasn't well enough to record the skits for nintendo direct and that's why they went with the puppets what a fucking brilliant you know, I mean, it was adorable. What a brilliant stroke to 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 utilize, to turn the you know minus into a plus. And there are always memes and stuff of it. And he, they even cut back to that weird shot of him when he was looking at the bananas, and then he had the bananas again. It's great. And they, yeah. How many? And might companies- I add, so many. I uh, I was I was really turned off by a lot of the E3 coverage I saw this year. Um, and that's maybe because I was watching mostly the giant bomb coverage and none of them seemed to be impressed by anything that came out. And I was just like, I think that's a lately been a giant bomb. I mean, you know, they I, have a high bar. I understand. They a lot of stuff. I understand. It's been, you've been doing this for 20 years and you know, show me something else, but God, it just really, it, some, something about it kind of reached a, a tipping point for me. And then I just stopped watching any coverage of, of E3 um, but it was, people were kind of poo-pooing it after the, like the day after it came out, I saw like some people were really high on it and then may, uh, maybe that's just the internet at work. Hey, this is awesome. What? You think that's awesome? That was fucking over the moment it happened. I, I can't, I can't tell what I'm supposed to like anymore. I wish someone would just tell me. I don't know. Uh, I think Reddit, doesn't, isn't that what Reddit is for? Yeah. There, I mean, it's just such a safe space, you know, yeah. to, to express it's, your opinions. Yeah, nobody's gonna get crucified for uh, being female. Uh, the uh, uh, Reddit, you know, the I'll, I'll say this: I, I, I think the outpouring of positivity for him. You know, a lot of people step back, and and these are people who criticize it. You know, your Jim Sterling's of the world, and all these other guys out there. You know, who I think everybody like criticizes Nintendo because they're they're it's a face palm a, like a week yeah. almost. You know, it's one step forward, one step back. Sometimes they're suing YouTubers for some stupid reason, and they're they're trying to take money from like they don't get certain things. And then other times, like the Nintendo Direct, seems like a, such a great antidote to sort of this E three cynical coverage. You know, it's a, when they go to the treehouse and they have those things those are genuinely compelling events and if you're interested in design and you know whatever my kids watch these with great interest when i say my kids the kids we teach at camp you know e3 for me is so much different because for them they liked the nintendo thing they 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 all knew about they're all in a fire emblem and stuff so they kind of knew those game fire emblem boy that's weird to hear yeah they like that and like they're excited for xenoblade chronicles a lot of them are into the japanese like super japanese stuff yeah and 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 they all got Splatoon. I mean, these are kids who are buying Splatoon. You know, Nintendo is still pretty popular with my kids, um, and they have a. They're almost like Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman are, even when they're not in the cultural consciousness. Like they have a great understanding of like Mario and Luigi and stuff in the culture, sort of in the zeitgeist or whatever the collective yeah. unconscious, whatever you want to say. I mean, they're just sort of out there. They wear uh, one up shirts. Yeah, you know, they wear. They all like wearing Nintendo stuff is cool. And, like, and it's. And it's interesting that they sort of occupy that space. They're, you know, they always wanted to be Disney. 
I mean, they always kind of yeah. secretly wanted to be, and they're kind of ruthless like they are. And in truth, I, I'll just share something. You know about, have you seen Pinocchio lately? I mean, it's a weird movie. It's, I, it's a truly strange, no. beautiful, but deeply disturbing movie that has like very judgy and moralist in a lot of ways and dark. You know, when they go to that island where the kids start turning the donkey. Yeah. Like Pinocchio spends half the movie yeah, it's as a rough. donkey. Yeah. Like he, he's not just transformed for a little bit. He's this half donkey for a long time, maybe a third. And, and it's because he was a dirty little liar, you know? And they go to this island where these boys are getting transformed to these donkeys and then sold into like servitude. And, you know, they stage a jailbreak, you know, and they let everybody and they get transferred back. No, they do not. Jiminy Cricket and him hightail it out and they let everybody else there to rot. And that's really the only solution they have. And then they get eaten by a whale and it's all crazy. But the level of polish to it and the way it's the ideas, even though it's Disney and I know Disney, we, we want to like, it's hard to un... <sighs> And with Nintendo, it's hard to strip away our feelings of like the business practices and sort of the recycling things. And, the yeah. you know, they have a lot of the same faults. But in it, Walt Disney was like, the blue fairy isn't working for me. And I don't know if you remember the image of her in the movie, but it's this amazing. She looked like the Energon cubes do. You know, that weird like glowing effect. Oh, but this yeah. is the 30s. And so Walt Disney reached over to Oscar Fischinger, the guy who like helped invent animation, like the German animator who would draw like balls and stuff on like cells like hand paint them on cells of animation right and he brought him over and was like make the blue fairy weird and if you watch that movie the first thing you see when it comes on is like that looks like some crazy cgi from like whatever i mean that's reaching into the experimental you know whatever and the thing about nintendo is is that as goofy and like you know super mario strikers and mario tennis and mario party 27 i do too but you know as much as recycling the same thing and they have this dumb plumber and it's kitty and whatever their foot in the experimental in the go their own wayness it's almost go their own way like fleetwood mac a weird quietly experimental pop band but i mean this is the same sort of thing it's like the Beatles even, you know, like there are all these people, Stevie wonder, these so people who have like, what they're is like Disney, tusk? but the thing is, what is their tusk? Yeah. Oh God. Majora's mask. Majora's mask. Yeah. Yep. I think that's their tusk. You know? yep. But I'm just saying that they have this super pop presence. And then we all, even all of us forget how weird it is and how weird they are. And the place that they've carved out is so strange. Until and, I know, I know, you and played... it reminds me of this Oscar Fischinger thing. It's like, here they are blazing these paths. But they're out there to make a buck. They're out there to entertain audiences. You know, they're not even doing that much original stuff sometimes. I mean, Splatoon is their first new IP in 14 years that isn't like a DS thing. Come on. Is it really? Yes, it's Pikmin. That's nuts. Wow. I mean, there's other stuff like Wonderful 101 and, you know, but like that isn't theirs. Yeah. Ew. Weird. Anyway, I mean, you know, what a strange beast they are. But. And I think. when you when you mentioned um, how your camp kids wear Nintendo stuff, I don't think Nintendo apparel was really even a thing until Iwata took over. Uh, granted, you know, in the early aughts, that's when you saw that section of Target bust open with Incredible Hulk t-shirts and, you know, the cartoony retro t-shirt aisle became like a thing. Um, and... I, get, I don't know if that was just like a big apparel push if, or if the, you know, obviously some demographic aged into hot topic. An, an air, I, you, yeah. you started to see it there in Spencer's and stuff. But, but I remember growing up and being like, why, why can't I buy a Nintendo? I just want like a Nintendo t-shirt or something like that and not being able to find a place to buy one. I think Iwata was probably responsible for keeping the institutional memory of Nintendo upbeat especially in some very downbeat times. I mean, he came in on the crest of the DS, which was just this giant And the Wii, giant I mean, which Wii. we cannot undersell. Sure. Even though it kind of petered out near the end. But at a time, I think, when when they had no reason to be of a, and this is a term that if you follow any kind of games coverage, I'm sure you hear a lot, when they had no reason to really be a forward-facing company, uh, and historically hadn't been, they were. And I think that's probably to Iwata's credit. Um, that, I mean, by all indications, it seems like the pieces would fit, that that he was at least partially responsible for, for making them um, a little more uh, open. Well, I remember, I got, I remember this one time where, 
I mean, just to just think about how big the Wii was, you know, how the cultural saturation. Yeah. All these, uh, you know, my my wife, my ex-wife at the time, but hadn't really played video games in a, in a while. You know, so it's probably the Super Nintendo era was probably when she dropped out. We talked about this in the Gamergate one. You know, yeah. that there was everybody played video games and you weren't really a gamer. And then all of a sudden it was like extreme and you were a gamer. And then there were there weren't girls around anymore. I mean, yeah. I think they were there, but certainly less. And and I don't want to I don't want to generalize obviously like that but the we was the like flavor all of, of the sudden, marketing like all of a sudden changed. everybody was like do you want to play we you know do you want to yeah. play like we sports and it was in all the bars and stuff and i just remember we went to this cabin up on, thunder. on new the tropic thunder yeah yeah on new year's um on new year's eve and it was like the first year that we came out and my friend chris had the we and he was bringing it downstairs and there were like 20 people going, we, 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 we. And it was mostly women. And they're just like so excited just to play Wii Sports. And we were just going to play it all night, you know, and, and possibly have some adult beverages and have a have a good yeah. old time, you know. And he plugs it in. He forgot the power cord and there was no way we could do it. Oh. And the crushing disappointment in the room, like it was taken away. And like people were trying not to be mad That's at him. That's an atomic you know, they bummer. Were just like, they were just like, oh, no, it's cool, Chris. I mean, everything's cool. I mean, you know, you know, power cord. I mean. Who could forget that? That's anyway, Chris bummer is great, con no. five. No, you know, but like, what kind of cultural? When was the last time someone we cheered for? Like, if I brought down the Xbox 360, the Ape Ness. Yeah, you know, if I brought that down, nobody would be like. Even with the Connect, they wouldn't have been like Connect, Connect, no, Connect. You know, it was just it just there was something about it, and and I think that when Nintendo busts out. Nothing they they can saturate and and it is those characters you know it is the durability of them they have been I mean they're the history of video game in, in is interwoven with Mario Luigi Peach Toad these folks you know yeah. Link I mean that's true they are our kind of Disney you know uh, there's, there's no analog they you know? invented mask I'm catching myself because of I don't know if they you know Pac Man Pac Man yeah. But certainly of of the I mean they were along for the ride. They invented they, the stable. They yeah. invented the stable of mascot characters and were able to bring that over to video games where it hasn't it hadn't really been a a thing before. No. And and yet I know that they reuse these characters a lot. I, at the same time, they, they do a lot of different types. Of, you were talking about Super Mario Strikers. You know, I'd love a new one of those games. British developed, I think. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was fun. Yeah, it was great fun. That was great. All the Mario sports games are. I mean, there are a few. Some of the baseball games haven't really. They're hit it pretty for me, dependable. Pretty dependable. Um, but those games, I mean, just because they have Mario in them, it's pretty different than you know Mario Kart. It's pretty different than. But there is that when you were talking about that blue shimmer earlier, yeah. you know, and I'm talking about the blue fairy, but it all kind of reminds me of the, whatever that extra polish is. Mm. And we were talking about, I think before we recorded yeah. Super Mario 3D World and the, the moment for me when I was like, Nintendo's in HD and this is Nintendo and I don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't put my finger on what it is about them, but it was, I know it's so dark, so specific, the fireball and it's bouncing and it's got this perfect bounce where it bounces right on the little ball in the middle, but sort of the way the fire looked around it and it glowed and it just bonked off of things just like a fireball would in the 2d Mario. It moved just the same, but it was 3d yeah. and it's like, Oh, it looks so good. And, and you're like, still able to aim it, which I, I always wondered, you know, like what's that going to be like in, 3d and it turns out no they can actually make it work and it's fine and at a time when we don't even have 3d platformers hardly anymore yeah you know because everything is sort of like your uh sunset overdrive or so you know was that, more the, like, first, was that the first fireball uh, three in 3d mario fireball did they have the i think they had them in, yeah. uh, in other stuff yeah, yeah. In, in galaxy stuff i think they work really well in 3d world i yeah. think that the isometric perspective while it has this problem in some of the jumping stuff, some of the platforming, I feel like I I think it does help with like weapon attacks and stuff and like bonking guys on the head. <laughs> I I just think that I don't know what that level of polish is, but it's down to the menus and stuff. Like I'll get your average EA game, you know, and you'll get Rock Band or Remember in the Day, and you'll try to log into it and try to like sign everybody up. Here comes the twenty minutes of figuring it out. Or I'll go <laughs> pop in a Nintendo game and it will play and it makes sense and you're into Super Mario 3D World. The load times are minimal and you're just going right. Yeah. And I and and, and and the whole experience they often care about. Now they whiff all the time. Absolutely. And they don't put a. But I've been playing Splatoon with the kids. Um, 
You haven't played it yet. No, I haven't. And well, let's talk about it in a second about your Wii U experience because I think the Wii U has real problems. I I get the pad, but it really was eclipsed by the iPad. I like, have it really, really enjoyed using it so far. I really dig the pad. Well, let's get into it then. Yeah. So what? Yeah, the pad. I just I think it's kind of unwieldy for my Cabbage Patch Kid hands. I, it's perfect for my. And before we move on. R.I.P. Satoru Wada. If you don't know much about the man, go find out about him. No, and, I, I think and, we can come back to stuff. He coded, I I mean, we love Earthbound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He apparently saved Earthbound. He yeah. saved Melee, which hour. is the best yeah. Smash Brothers by competitive standards, at least. Swings in on a rope with a mask over his face and a dagger in his teeth and just says... Balloon? Didn't he make Balloon Fight himself? I think he did make Balloon Fight. Which is all right. And if you haven't seen that episode of uh, Game Center CX... Uh, Shinya Arano interviews Satoru Iwata, and that's totally go see. Just find Game Center CX. You can. There's a something awful page that tells you where you can find those episodes. They're they're great Japanese fun. Well, I mean, everything we talk about here will be colored in the last 15 years. I mean, it's colored by his presence. So yeah. I think anything we say about Nintendo going forward. And I do want to talk about like what is their future, you know, because this is kind of shaky for them. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but but I do want to talk about the Wii U because you borrowed Billy's mm-hmm. Billy recording the podcast. Thank you, Billy BC Fortenberry back there. <laughs> and and um, yeah, and I mean, so you borrowed it, and Billy and I shared one. We lived together, and I think we both were like, "This is fine." I mean, we we, we played a lot of the new Super Mario Brothers uh, Wii U, which got sort of a bad rap for being sort of repetitive or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine it was really pretty yeah. that's where i saw the fireballs and we played the little god mode where you could help each other out and put the blocks down on the pad oh that sounds pretty cool and also or also send each other to your doom which is just not a lot of fun but the kids they always have an evil god and we were cooperative god but bill and i played a bunch of that and it was great like bill just sort of relaxed and was like god and he helped me out and it was nice to have a helping hand yeah know? I thought that was a great game. I thought that even the Need for Speed Most Wanted, strangely, was a good version for the Wii U. Um, uh, uh, have you played Wonderful One and One? No. Interesting. Yeah. You know, but Bayonetta Two, I think, kicks butt. Yeah, I need to. I, need I mean, to play character some of that. action stuff, which I, we could have a whole another episode about, which I kind of want to talk about. But so, your impressions? You like the gamepad? I love the gamepad. It's for well, my um, for my long gangly. Uh, repetitive stress injury hands and fingers. It's great to be because it's because it's so wide. I'm not over pronating so much as I do with a you know like a PS4 mm. or 360 controller. So I find it much more comfortable to play for long periods. And the the touchpad integration is you know it's small. You don't do a lot with it, but as ever, the potential for navigation. In throughout a game with a touchpad is I just exponentially higher than what you can do with just an on-screen UI. Um, when I ha- when I was setting it up to um, to work off our wireless, I knew I'd have to enter in the password, and I was like, "Oh fuck! I, what, you know what kind of hoops am I going to have to jump through to try and choose my six-digit, <laughs> you know, whatever password?" Um, and I was and. All of a sudden, I remembered, oh, wait, it's a touchpad. I just key it in. And I was online within two minutes. No muss, no fuss. Um, I, it's, it's just, I, there's no reason why it shouldn't be. Everybody was fucking losing their minds because there's a touchpad in their controller. And I don't want a touchpad in my controller. I like my DualShock. And they release one, and you can get it, and it's fine. Or you could use the Classic Controller Pro for the Wii, which I have, which is also it's a really a good, good controller. Very good controller. Um, you, you don't have to. I mean, I understand they packed it in, and that's part of what raised the price of it, and it didn't catch on with third parties. Hello, this is Nintendo's story. Um, I don't think what people could account for was the fact that the games industry would go south so bad so quick. And nobody's going to assign, even if it's, you know, like an extra, even if it's a small team of people to make, if they're even at all going to make a Wii U version of their game, they're certainly not going to bend over backwards to make use of the touchpad, which is a fucking shame because the thing is great. And maybe somewhere in the future, uh, that can be opened up 
you know, like with API code and third-party developers or indie developers. I would love to see. Uh, you know, I would love to see indie integration of of touchpads and gaming. And I'll, I'll say this: I don't know if a lot of people have been using it well, but I will say if you start to comb through the eShop, and certainly, I mean, when Steam is there and you have a computer that can play it, it's kind of hard to argue to play it on the Wii. Yeah, Wii U. But you know. From Shovel Knight on, I mean, there there's a pretty good selection of, you know, I, I played Trine 2 on there. I played, you know, the, Unity works great on there. God, I, they should mm-hmm. put Hearthstone on the Wii U um, pad. Ooh, it, would be yeah. a great, it would be a great, uh, great thing with a stylus and you could just swipe it around. It doesn't need multi-touch. Um, in fact, multi-touch kind of hurts it, you know, so it's it's a single-touch thing, so it would be perfect. Um, and it runs on Unity. I'm actually, now I'm surprised they don't have it. You know, it's probably something with Nintendo's dumb network, right? But um, all of that stuff, like, I feel like when you see it work well, did you play Zombie U? Have you seen that? Ah, you know, I might have a copy of it somewhere. It really uses the zombie, I mean, it really uses the zombie, it uses the uh, pad. Thank God awesome somebody way. is. Jesus. It's not enough zombie stuff in our culture these days. It was days. a cool game, man. You have, like, you looked around with it, and you could even look at yourself. And I remember, you could, yeah. Like, that, that but you sounded had to really cool. stand up and stuff, but it was awesome, and and, and it, it used it. And uh, Wind Waker, I will say, the Wind Waker HD remake, just, I mean, I want this Zelda to come out before they lose the touchpad, because as far as, like, item management in a Zelda game goes, it's perfect. I mean, you got the map there. You had you could switch yeah. back and forth. You could cast a little... The little, uh, you know, the little people poo poo spells and stuff. Or people poo poo uh, item uh, configuration and management <sighs> with with touchpads, but dude, it fucking works and it's better than can't bumping, you know, through three or four different menus using the the, the thumbstick. Tons the, the of great DS games. I, I think that the DS and now with the 3DS, but that library between the two of them, go, and I, going back to GBA really, but particularly the DS, that strategy gaming, kind of turn-based yeah. and things like that. Your Fire Emblem's Advanced Wars and a lot of other games too, a lot of RPGs. It's a terrific library and in part because the touchscreen like allowed for item management and sort of consolidating menus on this other screen. You know, it was this thing I didn't know I wanted and then I played yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics advanced and then final fantasy tactics ds and was like oh all the menus are down here like i'm not you know i love jrpgs but after a while i don't play them anymore because i don't want menu management it was a big kind of wake-up moment for me i knew as soon as i saw chrono trigger was coming out on the ds that i would get it and i did and it's still, you know it's still fucking amazing it's chrono trigger if you've never played it go play it somehow anyhow um 20 innings like how how could chrono trigger be a better game touchpad inventory menu management that's how chrono trigger can be a better game a few less random encounters would be nice yeah well you know nature of the beast yeah oh i played skies of arcadia on a side note for the gamecube the other day where they toned down the random encounters oh yeah and i made it about 20 minutes and had about 18 encounters i was yeah. like holy cow yeah uh, this is just it's like, easy to Whoa. forget it yeah it's easy to forget about that until you go back and play <laughs> one of those games we should have a replaying jrpg and like 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 serious like scrape the the you know rose colored glasses yeah. off, you know take them off and because I mean I I just forget An anyway, eighty two let's eighty two part let's play of Final Fantasy you know II. and 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 I I want to talk about Nintendo you know as always been even at the time when they seem they're so weird because sometimes they seem so stay like the Nintendo the connectivity on the Wii U is still a mess in terms of you know uh, finding friends and the friend system and it's better than it's ever been and the Miiverse is kind of like fun in a weird way. But it's useless because it doesn't have any friends sort of making stuff. Conservative and is a very generous term when describing Nintendo's business. Yeah. And uh, yet they're the ones out there who are like, we're going to put a touchscreen on this. We're going to wave they line up uh, the rest of the industry. We're going to wave this around. We're going to. We're going to try to do, you know, we, they've tried all these failure things, the 64DD, and, and they, they had the Virtual Boy, and they, they'll, they'll chase anything. Yeah. And yet at the same time, they'll turn around and things that make, you know, things that everybody else is doing, they're way slow to get on. I mean, Xbox Live now is what, 10 years old, you know, and, and there are things Nintendo Golly, isn't yeah. doing that Xbox Live did, you know, from the beginning well. Yeah. And, and, and sort of like the Xbox didn't really come into being until Xbox Live really kicked in. And then it was like, oh, now it all makes sense, you know, uh, and 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 yet, you know, Nintendo still isn't like caught up with like basic stuff like gamer tags and usernames being normal like i don't know and and yet you know i, I was I was talking earlier is i've been playing splatoon um with the kids and i think it's terrific 
and they are putting out DLC like every few days, if not every, if not weekly, if not more, right? They've already what added are they like a out? new weapon. They added a new mode. They've got probably I don't know if they've got double the maps from what he launched with. I would say no, a lot of it's free. If not all of it, I think maybe some of you might have to buy with stuff. Some of it was on the disc, which is pretty yeah, hinky. But a lot of it was, uh, was just, uh, is just like, they already added this paintbrush thing, which the kids say stinks, but I mean, Hey, they gave him a new weapon, you know, that's, that's something. And there that is. And then Mario Kart is all this DLC that, you know, uh, smash brothers has some stuff that's paid for, but some stuff is pretty amazing that we played with the Ryu and the Ken, you know, or the Ryu mm-hmm. with, I guess it's kind of Ken skin or something. Yeah. It's amazing. Like in smash brothers, it looks like he was always meant to be there. It's like they took the street fighter for, you know, Ryu and just shoved it in and you're doing the same moves and you're Hadouken in like peach in the face. And it's, you know, and you're like, uh, you know, punching like you're doing all of it. And it's just like, whoa, this feels perfect. And you don't have to do the little rotator thing. You just sit down. It's even easier, you know, or something like that. But I mean, they're taking great detail and care to do these fan friendly things right now with their DLC with their games like Splatoon, they're supporting and it's showing it's starting to sell for once. Like it's this new product. Oh, is it's it sold like, up? It sold a million, which is a lot for a new IP. And That's that, what the a third rate of their user like, base. Well, it's actually like a one, one out of 10 attach rate, which is very good, but the kids all like it. We played a bunch. It's got that sheen, man. It's their TF2. You know, it's their, it's their team fortress. Yeah. We've always said like, or I say the Royal, we, a lot of people, I know, and myself, we've always said that, you know, what would it look like if Nintendo made a shooter? And this is it. And it's the shooter where killing the other guys gives a benefit, but it's still about like spraying the stuff around and moving around the board. Like that's just as important and just as... Looks like it's a real kind of King of the Hill style. Yeah, and they've got a new mode I haven't played yet, the tower, some kind of defense. uh, And I guess there might be a capture of the flag thing coming or something. Uh, Regardless, you know, it's got that... It's got that layer of polish, like the first time you you kick it in, and it actually is the most Sega game Nintendo has ever made. It is got I can like see that. it has got Jet Grind Radio style. You're wearing like cool sunglasses, but all the clothes. This is really forward thinking for Nintendo. You actually have customizable outfits, and they do stuff. This is from the people who couldn't think to add two characters besides Toad and like New Super Mario Brothers Wii and yeah. Wii U. Like they they weren't that imaginative. All of a sudden, you can like customize things, and they have downloadable content. And like every night, the kids are talking about. I guess they wait till midnight, and then they have like a new piece of clothing, so they have to like go and download it for free. Huh. That's that's very. Those are modern cool hooks. for Nintendo. And guess what? It doesn't have good matchmaking. In fact, to the point where sometimes you roll out with a squad and it's like, we've all four got paint rollers. Good luck. And like, that's, that's useless. Like, so they still can't get like a regular thing, right? You know? So it's always like that with them. And yet I can't, I can't quit them. Yeah. You know? And I see Splatoon and I go, God, they still got it. I mean, it just, this game shouldn't work. And I played it for, we played it for like two weeks and it was, it was great. Yeah. You should, I mean, I, you know, it makes me want to get a Wii U and play it. Cause I think it like for the first time ever, uh, a Wii game is developing and guess what? It was released in a playable form. Unlike let's say Arkham Knight, you or know, for the PC battlefield, anything battlefield insert X title, you know, here. like yeah. whatever. hopefully not battlefront. Yeah, no, no, no. Battlefront will come out. It will work day one. It will be amazing. We hope. But I mean, but I mean, Nintendo, even in this era of DLC, they're patching things and they're not using it as an excuse. They, it still had that polish. Yeah. Like, so if they don't lose that, you know, if they, I don't think they can. I think it's, it's, it's them. Isn't it's it? such a part of their DNA as, as a, and presumably as a company that's around 100 years old. I would I would imagine that those sort of principles, especially in a Japanese corporation, are p- pretty hard coded in there. Um, but you did see, I think, with Iwata, I think you did see the switch over from Yamauchi a much a, a if if I can take things back to 1992, a kinder, or not, not 92, 92 or 88, a kinder, gentler Nintendo. Bush one. That would be that would be eighty eight then. Yeah. yeah. When did he say it though? I think it was eighty eight. I yeah. can't remember if it was running eight or nine. 
anyway, uh, all things aside, I think um, they could have had some clown on top and said, here, you need to do these Nintendo Directs and you need to do these Q&As and whatever because we need to be a more forward-facing company and still might not have worked. But it did with... You know, Iwata. So I don't think the the polish. I don't think I don't think that's you know going to go anywhere moving forward. Um, but how they interact with the customers is, I think now they have come around to realize that's a very important thing, and um, I think that will be one of the boxes on their checklist for whoever assumes the new position. You know. Do they try to grow it again like position. the Wii? You know, like, I mean, because I just, I just, I mean, the thing is, is that I think they realize now with these Nintendo Directs and everything, they have this ride or die fan base. You know, whoever these 10 million people are who own a Wii U. Yeah. And we are broke, so we don't, we have one between the yeah. three of us. Yeah. But at the same time, I think if we had the money, we'd probably get it. Cause I would totally Nintendo if, guys. If, if I, yeah, I, totally. If I had, if I had the money to go out and buy a Wii U and a couple games, I would, go out and buy Wii U and I would get uh, Super Mario 3D World and uh, probably Splatoon. Yeah, I'd get it. I'd get Smash. The, the Smash, Smash. No, i get Smash. The Smash yeah. for the Wii U is good. I mean, it is It is. It is really good. And that's the thing is after it's all said and done, like and every I'd Nintendo system. Buy Earthbound look, for the Virtual Console. Earthbound for and Mother 3, which is out now, I believe. Earthbound. Or no, they put Zero out. They put Mother yeah, Earthbound one, Zero. Earthbound Mother, Chronicles. Mother 1, zero, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Either way, I mean, um, I I think that you start to, it like every Nintendo system, you get to the end of it and you can look back and say, "Wow, you know, this is a great run of Nintendo games." I mean, and 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 if you put them all together, it's pretty solid. Strangely, I think the Wii actually has one of the weaker of the libraries. It started out Absolutely. pretty strong, and one of the one of the weaker of 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 the. I mean, Metro Prime Three is great. The Resident Evil Four conversion is great for yeah, it. Yeah, but, uh, but but as far as they go, game. it is it is. Uh, I think uh, I think the their the, first party lineup. If you look at the Wii's, one of their weaker fairly, ones. Yeah, one of their weaker ones. But you you know, go back to the GameCube. It's pretty solid, like all the way through. And then you go to a Nintendo sixty four. And for it's funny at the time everybody was decrying like not this many games. There are tons of first party games. It's second party with Rare and everything yeah. like that. Um, so you know, I, I I think that they will always be that. I think that at the very least, their default, and I hope they don't rest on their laurels, kind of like the Chicago Cubs, where it's like people always show up to Wrigley Field because it's a good day at the ballpark. You know, the Nintendo will be like, well, we've always got this ten million suckers who will buy, later. you know, who will buy these because I think that they do offer the something Toronto to a Maple broader. Leafs. They do offer something to a broader audience. You know, yeah. they they do offer when I do show people three D World and stuff at the camps. I had to get the kids off of Smash Brothers because it's like a cult. They won't stop playing. Yeah. And then the video game game, then they all start playing 3D World. A lot of them hadn't ever played it. Like nobody has a Wii U, you know? Suddenly they're all, they're going, they're diving through five worlds of it, you know, over, over a week. I mean, I had to get them off that, but they, they loved it, you know? And they, it was like, when you give it a chance, oh yeah, right. It's Nintendo. It's fun for everyone. We have a good time. Yeah. And you know what sat there derelict was all the other systems, like the shooters and things like that. Because the Nintendo stuff offered the better sit around and play experience. They get that, but I still do think they could offer more. And, and this gets to the future. And I wanted to ask you just while we wrap it up, I guess, is yeah. what, what is the future system like? What is it? I, I will say, at least based on my current experience with PS Now, I hope it's not a streaming system. I, I understand that, you know, the big gripe with Nintendo hardware has been that it doesn't measure up and that streaming is a great looking solution to cutting hardware out of the equation. Um, but I don't think they've got the infrastructure in Japan. We certainly don't have the infrastructure in the United States to provide a reliable hard. I mean, if, if PS now is the best that I mean, a, a giant electronics corporation can offer, it's not good enough. Um, so I hope I really hope that they do go parody. I, I, if I could buy a Nintendo system that I could also play Destiny on, or or Destiny Two, or fucking whatever Arkham Knight, I would totally do it. Parody technology, you mean? Parody like technology. Go, yeah. Actually, you know the the PS4 and the X Bone 
are kind of underpowered, like compared to PCs. Like they sort of yeah, because missed, you, you they just whiffed can't a little bit. Up. And and I think that unlike when the PS3 and Xbox 360 came out, they were I think they were a little more solid compared to the PCs of the era. Yeah, and I think right now. I think this is almost an opportunity. I mean, Nintendo could like leapfrog ahead. What if they just jammed it full of, you know, tech? Yeah. I mean, what if they were like, Nintendo has the hot technology? Because they did. I mean, the Nintendo 64, for all the crap it gets, was more powerful than the PlayStation. It had a silicon graphics engine in there. It didn't have the ability to do like the polygons and textures like yeah. they could. But the stuff in there was the stuff that did Jurassic Park. Like that, they shrunk a workstation into the Nintendo 64. Yeah. It, it, you know, you weren't able to access it. But from people I know who developed on it, um, this guy named Casey O'Donnell, Dr. O'Donnell from Michigan State, actually, used to be at UGA and a game developer. He's always like, man, that thing was super powerful. You just couldn't, you know, it was, it was a bear to work with. Yeah. But they were on the, they were on the cusp, you know? I mean, the things they did with cartridge medium at that time, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. They've been bellwethers in tech before. You know, the, the, it's just like the GameCube and then the Wii was a real, and the Wii U is kind of a catch-up. I actually think their stuff looks just as good as, in its own weird, unique art. The art direction looks... Because they know for, how to do art. They know how to make their games look cool. They know how to make their games look good kind of timeless go back and play super mario brothers it looks good it kind of looks awesome when you're in world was it one three and the first cheap sheeps start yeah, jumping out of the great. water the the way that the red sort of pops against the blue screen that's just knowing art super mario world still looks aces yeah aces. Now, who talks about that yeah yeah the uh I for me and so I hope it's not a streaming solution. I hope it's I hope they go with some 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 monster hardware. And I don't know where the solution lies. If, if since graphics cards are still so fucking insanely expensive and stupid, and that's why I do not PC game. Um, <laughs> and yes, I'm bitter about all of that shit. It's been that way since 1998. I just don't understand how, who. Who are these people who go out and spend $500 on a new graphics board every two or three years? It's, what do you, I mean, do you want somebody to like fucking just beam into the back of your fucking the skull same. and project it onto the back of your eyeballs? What is, how good is good for graphics? Like, just, sorry. Uh they're the same I'll, people I'll, who think that I'll wipe PC the foam master away from my mouth. Who think that same PC master race is like a cool thing to say. I, like, you know, they're just I don't know. No, there are plenty of like awesome I mean, I hear about people getting amazing rigs. Whew, I mean, I just who has the time to research it and stuff? I, I for me, and it's not because I guess I've always been a console gamer, even though I have these periods of like PC gaming. Right now, weirdly, I am a Mac gamer. And I play like just a lot of indie games because yeah. they all look like they were you can play designed for the on Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like, yeah. well, okay, <laughs> that works for me. Although my Tomb Raider works on there and a bunch of other stuff from the last gen, so I've I'm waiting for things to stop working. I haven't ever checked the graphics card. I haven't ever done anything. Things are working for now. Uh, I'm okay. My mini keep it Mac dry, keep is, it cool, keep it away from dust. Yeah, yeah, be I don't right. know. Yeah, I'm a Mac gamer and I'm proud. No, I just. I don't know. It works. I, 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 you know, I play the games. I'm not hurting for games to play right now. My Steam yeah. library is overflowing. Um, but I still, I still want to play Nintendo games. And and you know, here, me too. Here, you know, part of me always says for the future, and this is my vision, is like, you know what? Just Nintendo, just go non-platform. You know, I mean, I just part just of me in the back of my brain software. is just like, just, just, just get back together with Sony. Apologize for screwing them over at that one conference and going with Philips. You dum dums. Way back when, yeah. Uh, by the way, that PlayStation stuff, that Sony, uh, it's, wasn't that know, wild? Uh, just, just what a great story. When On you the saw side that of, picture, I got chills. I got yeah. chills. I was no, just like, this I is wild. Yeah. I had heard of their existence, you know, and I'd seen like concept art, and I think I'd seen a mock-up, but just seeing it, it was just looking like the Nintendo Six. Yeah. I wish we could go look in the alternate, the fringe well, universe. Because we where it remember, existed. we remember when the the advanced word was coming out on that. It was like Sony was going to make a CD-ROM for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it was going to stick right on, and it was going to be better than the Sega CD. You yeah, know? and which is which. I mean, yeah. <laughs> as someone who's played way too much Hook for the Sega CD, <laughs> let me tell you, you could really, you know, like, you know, put a. Tie a string to a box of alphabet cereal to your Genesis. I had a friend who had almost the full tower, you know, not the full tower, but I think he had the 32X. Uh-huh. 
you know, I had a bro- CD, uh, whatever. He didn't have a game shark, side. I think. You know, he couldn't go the full. Right. right uh, uh, so, so I think for me, I mean, you know, part of me wants to just say, you know, cause I, cause I, I play iPhone, iOS games, uh, you know, and stuff like that, just to pass the time. And, and I, I, I could just so many, I could see, you know, I'm playing, you must build a boat. Well, it's yeah, a lot are. of fun. And they, they've got the puzzle and dragon stuff for the three. Yeah. Years. They're sort of, but, but I, you know, for out. me, it's like, I want them to do their monument Valley. You know, I want them to do their game that was made for the iOS, a uh, device six or, you yeah. know, um, like, you know, because I think. And I mean, obviously those are kind of weirder examples, but like at the same time, I think Nintendo, I want them to make their $5 game. That's two hours. That's like this perfect tight experience. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't you love to see them make the full breadth of experience? You know, Ubisoft at their best these days is making the games like Valiant Hearts and Grow Home and, you know, Maybe not Child of Light is the best, but they're making these smaller games that interest me more than their big games, right? Yeah. Or the Rain Man games that are very interesting and colorful, you know? So I almost want to see, like, what's the Nintendo smaller medium game, you know? So that's that's one future for Nintendo I see. That's that's why I want them to sort of detether, you know, and just to say, screw it. Like, let's go for the best platforms and make all types of games because I'd love to see their talents brought to bear on a market that could use sort of their refinement. Yeah. You know, and use that innovation. Having said that, I think it's time for the mobile, what they tried to do with the Wii U. Um, I find that a lot of the kids like playing it and looking at the Wii U when I, we play it. You know, they like looking at the pad, I mean, yeah. you know, and, and, and they all have 3DSs and all this other stuff. And I, I, I think, and then some of them, but they've all kind of had to make this sort of choice between like, I've got a 3DS or I've got a Wii U. Because we all have finite amounts of money, and they're Nintendo supporters, but they want to get maybe a Xbox or a PS4, or, or they had a 360, so they kind of have had to make their choice, yeah. and they're finite. But you know, I'm older, and I have to make the same choice too. You know, and we can't and, count on a future where there's always going to be a Nintendo handheld anymore. And 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 I think the technology is there with the gamepad for the time of maybe not streaming. And I actually disagree about a streaming service in the sense that I think they're older games that don't require the processor power. Mike could work on it. Mike could. Mike could work on it. I love, a, I use Mike, don't worry. I use Mike could all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, they might could work on a, Mike could work on a, on a streaming service. Yeah. You know, and NX, weirdly, like Netflix, part of me is just, I know this is so conspiratorial. Like, this is like, but like NX, Netflix, I feel like they're suggesting something oh, like this, you yeah. know? I mean, I, I think that there is something about that there. It feels like a streaming thing, and I do not know why, I, yeah, but, but I feel yeah. like they're going to unify the systems you know, where well, you have the handheld that you plug into the HDMI and you play as a thing with controllers. And I think it's time. Latency like, is, you, is, is, the enemy of the platformer and so many nintendos i mean if, if you can't play super mario brothers crisply on nx i don't want it yeah and that's why and that's why streaming i know is the thing but i bet i wonder if for like the old games because some of them are like 100k or something like crazy small oh, yeah. yeah um but i, they had I some wonder kind of if download lock the, feature or something yeah. like that i wonder if there isn't a time now for them to sort of say we did our 3ds we did this Let's do it where it is a handheld platform, but it's powerful enough. And it could still have a disc media or you could attach it or something or, or, you know, you do it as download still, but you, you hook up just, but it is Stream a Stream it to a dongle in, that plugs into the television. It is a plug in to the TV. It is, they're the same thing now, you know, that, that let's unify those things. Um, and 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 make the tech pretty good in it. So instead of the pad and a box, you just you have the just box have and the pad. You just have a box and a pad. It did the same thing, you know. And yeah. and and I don't know how we get there, but I think that I, you know, I don't want to have to choose between. I I see stuff on the 3ds all the time. I'm like, ah, that super. Oh, I love the Super Mario RPG games, and I used to play them on the GBA and yeah. that Paper Jam one. That's the Paper Mario thing. I see that and I go, oh man, that looks so good. I heard that one's not that. Great. Is it not? A, is it already out I, in Japan? I don't know if it's out yet. I'm thinking of a different. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, sticker, thinking, uh, squad I'm thinking of Sticker Story. With Sticker Story, not good. Yeah. From what I hear. No, I'm saying, but this new one is like the combo Mario and Luigi and oh. Paper Mario. It's something I want to check oh. out. You know, they've got oh, all these. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. If I'm, there's a new Fire yeah. Emblem game coming out, if there's a new. You know, I like these series. Uh, I want to play these 3DS games, but I had to sort of make my choice, yeah. you know, and I'm not, uh, I'm not commuting that much where I'm. You know, so, 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 but I, that's me. That's the future of Nintendo. And, and I don't know what happens, you know, because Iwata was definitely the guy who wanted to spread it out and democratize it. Yeah. And it's so funny that they could go so far from the Wii to the Wii U where it's like, you talk about 
feast or famine. You can't, I mean, and you can't fall. Uh, the Wii's a hard act to follow because it's just one of those. It was just one of those things, and, you know. Um, it it definitely kind of raises some interesting questions to me about the boom and bust nature of the video game industry, um, and whether or not that's just its true form. Um, just volatile, you know. Um, and if there is some kind of stable future to to video games, you know, what would that look like? How would that come about? Um, but that's a much larger discussion. Uh, what what interests me about what you said about having the the tight two hour experience is it makes me wonder. You know, a lot of these games, you have to think that come out of Ubisoft, that come out of, um, you know. Larger companies, Double Fine, you know, is that's kind of part of their mission statement is they take, oh, well, what are you working on in your spare time? What do you want to make a game of that, you know, Double Fine, quote unquote, isn't making a game of? And then they make that game and they release it. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good. Like the Amnesia Fortnite, the, yeah. the Game Jam and everything, yeah, um, those ideas. Do the equivalent people at Nintendo do the same thing? Like, do they have, is somebody at Nintendo, you know, who's, who's lunch pail in it. Are they going home at night and working on their trenched or broken age or, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is, is, is that kind of, cause I think you kind of need that culture to be able to produce those things. And the thing that, bums me out the most about the video game industry these days is the lack of Japanese culture within video games. And I'm waiting for, you know, the Japanese Phil Fish. I, I want, you know, the Japanese uh uh Devolver, you know, um Well like I I, I wanna see I wanna see those people make those games and 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 have them come out. I want to see Japanese garage games, and that's what we're not seeing at all. Well, and I wonder with this sort of Kickstarter thing though, with Concept. I mean, obviously, Mighty Number no. Nine is like a Mega Man game. Obviously, yeah. we know where that's coming from, and so the Red Ash thing yeah. that looks like it's coming out. Another similar thing, but, but, those, but are, those are those, those are, are similar, industry titans. But those are, I feel and like, the first salvo of these guys sort of striking out on their own. I mean, I have hope, we ever had yeah. them? I mean, those I, are some pretty big developers to be out on their own. And with Kojima being God, a loose just, cannon, just what if Hideo Kojima created his own? What if we saw Hideo Kojima Studios and they did that? And that, I, that, and that, I think is that, that a possibility. I think that this is all of a sudden a possibility. And I, I does he know? Does he have enough ties to the Western I, market to be able to make money off of something like that? I think that the Western market he does pretty well in the Western market. Yeah, you know, and I think that Nintendo on the 3DS is chasing these smaller things. I, you know, that they, they have the Rusty's real deal. They have all those downloadable 3DS games. They have the Rusty's real deal baseball. Do you know about Rusty's no. real? Okay. Rusty's real deal baseball. I've not played. It's a series of in at purchase mini games based around baseball. Mm-hmm. They're all mm-hmm. like a hitting game or like a pitchy game. Right. Okay. And I hear that they're pretty fun. But you have to negotiate the price with a uh, down on his luck, about to get divorced dog who's, I guess, estranged from his wife. And you have to have conversations with him about his kids and stuff. And if you befriend him, he lowers the real life price. Okay, no, I have heard of this. Yeah, that is fucking insane. And so you have to negotiate by like befriending this really like Eeyore esque dog. Who I hear is kind of a drag to talk Uh to. And it's like, so you've got to like suffer through these horrible conversations to sort of lower the actual price of the game. And this is true. Like the price goes down in the shop, the e-shop. So I mean, all that kind of stuff is, so there's still, I hear these nuggets of like, see, this is what I feel like I'm missing on 3DS. Cause I feel like these things this are still happening. This is what happening. I feel is missing from video games. Yeah. Just- and that's, you know, and I do think it's happening in the indie world. I, I don't want to oversell indie games because you know, the dross to good ratio is high. I mean, most of it is Flappy Bird and clones and garbage. In general, you know? and the volume is, 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 is insane because the democratization of the tool. Yeah. Um, Which, good thing. Let's. But, but I do think also for, for offering those discrete experiences, like your Crossy Roads, which is just endless, you know, Frogger. Yeah, right. Uh, 
why was it Konami on that? You know, I mean, yeah. like they should buy it and reskin it because they're not making money off games. I know, I, guess, I know, but you know? that's the they're thing not is paying like, attention over there. I, I, this is what I'm saying. Is I think let Nintendo loose on those. You know, yeah. like let's let's have just the endless balloon. Can they fight. make money off? You of know, them? and I, I I think that they have the endless balloon fight. The uh, you know they, they have all that's these Puyan. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, sort of. And all these other indie developers are sort of biting their steeds. You know, like getting into that, like snaking all their their ideas and sort of taking their sort of one idea that they had in this game and making like these endless games and all this other stuff out of yeah. it. And I, I'd love to see them bring that to bear, you know, to just see what they would do. And I, like I said, I think it's freeing for Ubisoft, these grow homes, these experiments yeah. they're doing. I don't know if that's blow off steam time or whatever, but it's the only thing keeping them besides the far cry series sort of with any well, yeah. respect right if now. If you're you working know? on assassin's creed 23, where you, it's a civil war reenactment now or something. I don't know. It's total fuck. marks like alienation of the labor yeah. up in there. You know, you're making barrels yeah. or something, you know, all you, day long. You need to have some kind of outlet for these creative artistic people or these, you know, talented programmers to, you got to give them room to stretch their legs. Um, because otherwise they'll voluntarily quit before you have a chance to fire them, which you know, that chance to fire that person comes up a lot. So, man, if somebody quits on you. Um, yeah, I I just... If, if Nintendo just going third-party as software manufacturer meant that they would publish, like, the next f- fucking Jumping Flash or Kid Nicky or, you know... Silkworm, or yeah, you know what you know what I mean. Like, amen. You go. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't pop in a game and then have that that old Sega like that Dreamcast experience where this cheesy fucking. There was a thing that came out on Band. Uh, I think it was Bandcamp. Um, called uh, Imported, which was just a bunch of Japanese artists made these these one track video game tunes. And uh, I think it came out last year. And it's free to download. Just just Google import it and you'll find it. And I was listening to some of them on my walk at work last week. And I was thinking, this, this like, as, the, as soon as that fucking weird, upbeat, kind of dancey, dumbass synth came on, I just saw this bright sun coming over, these waving palm trees. And then you, it's like, choose your fighter menu, menu music. And it's like, boing, boing, you know, and then you're fucking fighting as a car or something. <laughs> you know, like, we don't have those weird, frothy, kind of ebullient experiences in games anymore. Um, and if we do, they certainly don't come from any large publishers. No, um, I, I think that the indie world has subsumed it, and sometimes there's quirk for quirk's sake, unfortunately, you know, that... And it comes out feeling false. It's flat. There was there was just something about um, it was like a missive from another land. It was it was like it was it was kind of like touching another culture. We got a conveyor belt in the castle with a flaming spike because we just because do. fuck it. And our our boss looks like the alien from Aliens, and we have Batman and Spider Man in our video games, and we didn't license them because fuck you. And it's <laughs> video games are missing Japan. Come back. Come back, Shane. Come back, Japan. We need you. And if Nintendo going third party, or even if they pony up and just go fucking, you know what? Here's three, I don't, what's, Matrox? Do they still make video cards? <laughs> Matrox, here are five Matrox Millenniums. No, I'm sure. I believe you mean the Sound Blaster 16. Oh, yeah, the SB, hey, here's the Aw 64. If they put in like five of the, I don't, you know, whatever. Whatever they do, I want Nintendo to spearhead Japanese gaming because Sony kind of looks like they're yeah we yeah. still got some stuff. I mean, here. the Last Guardian will come out question mark, and the Final Fantasy VII remake will come out question mark. Yeah, they don't seem like they're terribly interested in in trumpeting that cause, and they and just if, have if, great. If if you ask me what I want to see out of next generation Nintendo, party. I want to see Japanese games, not just Nintendo games. I want to see Japanese games. If if Nintendo becomes the place to go, if they go to all of these people, you know, they they go to all the, you know, Hironobu Sakaguchi's and and stuff like that, and they're like, hey, we come come do this here. Uh, I would, uh, that would be like a day one purchase for me. 
Well, there you go. We went long, of course. Yeah. Oh, you know. A serious talk about Nintendo. You can edit this. Edit this. Ah, you know, well, who has the time? People. <laughs> I mean, to edit. You know, edit it. You can press the fast forward button. I mean, you know, yeah. You're the, is anybody still around? I don't know. Is uh, this thing still on? Frog farts. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. See, that, that's a test, right? This has and been that, Frog Fractions too. Oh, yeah, finally, it manifested itself. Just wanted to let everybody know. <laughs> this right here is Frog Fractions 2. Yeah. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah, all your Kickstarter money with this. We we spent it on on pizza rolls and uh, Dude, and a Hawaiian punch. We are in fucking Cabo right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and we we're not just, coming back. We are hanging out with Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And uh, we just took that Frog Fractions 2 money and ran. I drove 56 miles an hour today. I uh, I uh, I just have been uh, you know uh, slapping random people on the street and uh, burnt lighting money on fire in front of them just to show them you know how rich I show am. Show them what's up. Yeah, with that frog fractions two money, yeah. just wasting. Yeah. Uh, well, I wonder what it is frog fractions two. I mean, besides this endless golf. Oh, you think the desert golfing or desert golfing? Is that what it's called? Desert golfing. Yeah, I don't know. We should talk about uh, stuff next time. Games, other okay. games, other other than Nintendo games, but we, you know, obviously, with with Satoru Wada's passing, it was you kind of can't not at least mention it, and I'm sure you guys, maybe I don't know, depending on how closely you follow the games press, um, have heard all of this stuff already, but it 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 kind of bears repeating because it, it, he really was a, an interesting force in person. He coded on Earthbound. I mean. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> right there. I was 11, but I did. No, I would have been, when I was Earthbound, 95? Yeah, I don't know. I probably would have been production when I was 13. There's a guy in my dorm who had a copy of it. Oh, yeah? You know, probably just slang it all over the place, covered in gunk. Yeah. You know, just dorm room dorm, nastiness. Yeah. $500 just sitting right there. Dorm right green, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, R.I.P. Iwata. Nintendo forever, maybe. And what are we going to talk about next time? I don't know. I kind of want to talk about, and, and I'll pose this to you and throw it out there, your favorite skill tree or leveling up progression. Ooh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like your yeah. favorite ever. And I have a weird answer that I came to today. Okay. That I, that I that I that I would like to pose that question to you, and then of course you could ask okay. me things. I've got I've got something pops into mind immediately, but that's a big question. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a fun one. Yeah. All right. Okay. Gaming matters because it does. Frog fractions too. Frog fractions three coming soon. Yeah. Lucas. Matt. <laughs> Title music. Ow. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs>